this is Michael White reporting from Prime Minister's Question Time at the Commons, where so the press gallery was informed the Colombian pop sensation Shakira uh, was in the private gallery overlooking the chamber watching Tony Blair. And although she seemed very polite about it and laughed when everyone else did, it must have been absolutely baffling for her, as it is for most visitors. What did she understand, if she speaks good enough English to uh, follow the repartee? Well, she understood that she was watching David Cameron, that he is greatly enjoying trying to embarrass Tony Blair of the education bill. And uh, throughout question time, uh, Mr. Cameron sought to divide Mr. Blair from his own side. He said, now let's make it clear, do these trust schools, you're not mentioning calling them trust schools anymore, they're foundation schools, do they uh, have the same powers and legal basis of independence as the trust schools which were in the white paper, which has been replaced by the bill this week, and Mr. Blair said they did, and Mr. Cameron said, uh, oh good, and uh, warned him against making uh, any more concessions to Labour MPs. And Mr. Blair, for his part, said that Mr. Cameron had been the one making the concessions, and now there was a consensus on a jolly good bill and that he should um, bear that in mind and let's get together and pass this bill. And Mr. Cameron said, well, rather a good joke this, I thought. We back school freedom. There are 200 of us. If he can just muster 150 Labour MPs, then we can get on and, as you say, pass this bill. Well, later on, Mr. Blair made an interesting boast. He said, when taunted by another Conservative, I think that, that there will be, later on, when taunted by a Labour MP, right at the end, David Taylor, who complained that with the Tories supporting the bill and Labour MPs uneasy, something was absolutely wrong. The politics of Lewis Carroll was the way Mr. Taylor put it. Mr. Blair said that he predicted that there will be more Labour MPs than Conservative MPs in the Yes lobby. Now, that's an interesting post, and if you think about it for a second, it's a pretty safe bet for the Prime Minister. There are approximately 350 Labour MPs and just uh, under 200 Tory MPs in the present Parliament and 200 Tories. It only needs the government payroll vote of 100 plus uh, another 100 loyalists, which you'll surely get probably nearer 200 uh, than 100 additional loyalists, and uh, that would easily outvote the Tories. But it is a reminder that Mr. Blair has 60, 70, depends who you talk to, hardcore rebels who have not yet been persuaded to support this bill for the foundation schools. What else happened? Well, Mr. Cameron started off with a slightly sly joke. All the party leaders today made reference to two sad events which had occurred, the death of two more British soldiers in the Basra province of Iraq and the heart surgery which Mr. Speaker Michael Martin has undergone, but Mr. Cameron coupled it with a more joyous event, namely the birth of his infant son Arthur, and he thanked Mr. Blair for the flowers for his wife from number 10. He said rather mischievously and rather naughtily, some of my colleagues thought that uh, it also received some flowers from number 11 Downing Street. So I am the first man in history to be punched by both our Prime Ministers. Very sort of uh, sharp, street smart, nothing word bunched, I noticed, as an older voter, and of course everybody laughed. What else came out in question time apart from the education bill? Well, the important thing, of course, which everybody's worried about and intrigued about out at Westminster as elsewhere, is the fate of the Culture Secretary, Tessa Jowell, and her lawyer, businessman, husband, David Mills. Uh, what happened at question time? Well, everybody held their fire. 
Uh, nobody wants to be seen to be unfair, and equally nobody wants to interfere in a process which is going on with the Cabinet Secretary, Sir Gus. So all we had today in the half-an-hour session was one Tory MP, Richard Bacon, asking Mr Blair whether the Home Office had acted in any way improperly uh, regarding attempts by the Italian investigating authorities to extradite Mr Mills in, I think, 2005, and overnight reports from Milan, from the newspaper La Stampa, had suggested that uh, uh, when the application had been made, the British government, the Home Office, replied via the Italian embassy and via the Italian government. Quite normal, you might think, except that the Italian judiciary is at loggerheads with the Italian government and Silvio Berlusconi. Anyway, Mr Blair said that everything would be looked at in a proper way, and that was all we got of the great drama of the moment. Uh, what else happened? Well, Ming Campbell went back to one of his favourite themes, Guantanamo Bay. Mr. Blair has famously said it's an anomaly that ought to be ended sooner or later. Is that sooner or later? He asked, and Mr. Blair said, well, when the judicial process for handling these cases is in place, it ought to close. I've said that, and uh, I've said it several times, but I ought to qualify it by saying you've got to remember why it was opened. And we all know that uh, a line from Mr. Blair. It's because of the 9-11 killing of, as he put it, 3,000 totally innocent people in the world's worst known terrorist atrocity. Well, uh, Ming Campbell arrested further and raised an issue which is troubling some other MPs, which is the extradition treaty with Britain and the US, where the United States can apply for people to be extradited uh, from the UK to the US uh, without providing evidence of what they've done, and we don't have a reciprocal right. But in any case, the United States Senate has not yet ratified this treaty, as it's obliged to do under the US Constitution, so Mr. Blair was able to say, well, it's not yet in law, and then to duck other questions.